Mike Gundy got his 150th win, which means your pokes are 1-0 going into week two of college football. Hello and welcome to the Believe in OK State podcast. I am your host, Megan Robinson, and I'm so excited that you guys are joining me for yet another week to talk all things Oklahoma State football. AP polls released on Tuesday of this week, and your pokes are up one spot to number 11, which is, I'll take it, I'll take it. Honestly, after... The way the last week game ended, I wasn't sure if maybe we might drop a few spots, even though we did win, gave up some garbage time points, but I'll take the moving up one spot still behind OU and Baylor in the polls, but we're going to get into the big 12 a little bit later on in this episode. We're going to get into the central Michigan game first. And then of course, we're going to preview next week's matchup with Arizona state university. So if you listened to my first episode of week one, talking about players to watch, keys to our offense and defense. I kind of, I don't want to say laid into Spencer Sanders, but I was tough on him. I said that he is the X factor. He is the biggest question mark going into this season for me. And if he plays well, the pokes will have a good season. And boy, did he play well on Thursday night? He is easily my game MVP. He's also the big 12 offensive player and the week of the week. And he was named to the Earl Campbell Campbell Tyler Rose Award National Player of the Week for his performance. So nationwide, people are recognizing how great he was on Thursday against Central Michigan. Oklahoma State had 531 yards of offense. He accounted for 463 of those yards, 463 yards of total offense. He's currently ranked first in all of FBS in total yards and points responsible for in a game. He was responsible for 36 points of for the pokes last week, 406 passing yards and six total touchdowns. He became the second player in big 12 history to throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns and rush for two touchdowns in a single half. Second player in big 12 history. Who do you think the other one is? Some players that might come to mind, maybe Kyler Murray, maybe Baker Mayfield, Heisman winners. No, that guy from tech, Patrick Mahomes. And if you follow Patrick Mahomes in the NFL, you know he's out there killing it, doing great things. So that's pretty, pretty impressive company to be in. Also crazy to think that the two Heisman winners from the Big 12 in recent years haven't even, you know, add RG3 to that too. He was on Baylor. They did not have that statistic. So Sanders should be on the way too early, but still existing Heisman watch lists after his performance on Thursday night against Central Michigan. He threw for more yards in the first half than he did in all but two games last season. That's crazy. Over 300 yards in the first half. He didn't didn't even get 300 yards in 12 of the 14 games they played last year. That's crazy. One of my favorite statistics, though, about Spencer Sanders and this offense is I know that it was sort of, you know, who's going to fill the shoes of Jalen Warren? Who's going to fill the shoes of Tay Martin? And I think we might have found some answers, but Spencer Sanders completed passes to 11 different players against Central Michigan. He also completed touchdowns to four different players. So spreading the offense getting lots of guys involved. I love to see that because you leave other teams guessing who to cover, who to like, I just, I love the, the amount of players that got involved on the offense. I love seeing Spencer Sanders rise to the occasion, step up and just bawling out 
against Central Michigan. And a lot of people, you know, well, it's only Central Michigan. It's only Central Michigan. They're a MAC team, blah, blah. Well, my, my argument is there are a lot of teams in the Big 12 that played cupcake games this week, not just the Big 12, across college football. It's very rare, I mean, unless you're the Ohio State Notre Dame. Not many schools start out their season with a super tough, you know, top 10 ranked matchup that those, those, those are few and far between week one, but the Mac is also a pretty, pretty quality opponent. They're not as much of a walkover team as, as other subdivisions might come across. So I think, you know, the offense looked really good. Lots of positives to take away. They also played at a really good tempo. Spencer Sanders, again, phenomenal start to this season. This is what coach Gundy had to say about his quarterback's performance. Spencer is a really good player now, guys. I'm telling you, he's he's good at what he does. <clears throat> and you saw what happens when you give him a little protection. Our guy's protected good tonight. You see what happens. Sometimes people kind of nag on him a little bit, but usually when he's not protected very well. But if you go back to when he was playing his redshirt freshman and sophomore years, a bunch of you have been covering this forever. He didn't look anything like that. He just hadn't had the experience. And now it's become second nature for him, and he gets it, and he has a feel for it. So that's a big advantage for us. Spencer Sanders was easily the player of the game, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address the feel-good story of the game. For me, it's receiver Braden Johnson. I didn't even talk about him in my week one show because he wasn't really on the radar at all. No one really talked about him in any season previews. And it's because he missed all but game one last season with an injury. He's one of the oldest players on the roster. He's actually a sixth year senior. He is a super senior. And yeah, as I said, he missed all of last year with an injury. He would sit at home and watch the games from his couch and text his teammates. And I kind of cannot even imagine how hard that must be to be watching your team knowing you can't play. Now, I was actually, I had to drive down to OKC on Thursday night. So I was listening to the radio broadcast in my car on the drive down. I listened to the first half, was able to watch the second half in OKC. But something they mentioned in the radio broadcast is that Johnson said he wasn't actually hurt last season. He was sick. He has an undisclosed illness. He didn't get too deep into it. They didn't mention too much about it on the radio broadcast. But Johnson did tell the radio broadcast team that it's truly a miracle that he's playing football this year. He didn't know if he would ever get this opportunity to play again. And here you have it season debut after basically an entire year off sick hurt and he has a career night six catches for 133 yards and a touchdown if that doesn't make you feel good and doesn't make you cheer for Braden I don't know what will he's definitely going has moved high into players to watch this year players I want to see succeed of course you want to see every cowboy succeed you want them to win but Braden's going to be, I'm going to add him to my list of players to watch. And of course, Brendan Presley also had five catches for 83 yards. The run game was not, not a non-factor, not at all. They had plenty of yards rushing, but the passing game was definitely more of a threat against Central Michigan. Spencer Sanders was actually the second leading rusher on the team behind uh, Dom Richardson this week. So it's going to be interesting to see how the run game shakes out going forward this season. I definitely think it will be a factor, but could we be more of an air raid offense? That's offense. That's going to be something I'm looking forward to watching. And also the tempo that this offense played in this week was fun. Moving, driving the ball down the field. I feel like every every couple of minutes we're scoring a touchdown. And as an Oklahoma, any, any team, you that's what you want your offense to be doing. Definitely fun to watch. Now, on the other side of the ball, defense looked really good 
in the first half. As we said in week one, there's definitely some question marks. We lost the heart and soul of the defense with Malcolm Rodriguez going off to the NFL, Devin Harper also in the NFL, question marks at linebackers. Defensive line still stacked, but again, this defense is very young. And I think that it showed a little bit in the second half of this game. Last season, they gave up less than three yards a game on average. Average giving up less than 300 yards a game. Thursday, they allowed 546 yards to Central Michigan. They had a lot of blown coverages, a lot of missed tackles. And even in the post game, some of the players they spoke to, coaches they spoke to, they all admitted that. They all said, we need to do better in coverage. We need to not get lazy. I think so. They stepped off the gas a little bit because they had a huge, huge lead. Can't do that. Uh, I also think that at the halftime, we're up 44, 15. So it's kind of easy to coast, but especially when you're playing a team like Central Michigan, you're like, okay, we scored 44 points. We're just going to get into cruise control and just finish this game out. And I'm sure that, that my, my friend was texting me late in the game when they pulled to within two touchdowns and Central Michigan pulled to within two touchdowns. And he's like, ring, ring 2016. Is is that you calling? And I think a lot of, I think a lot of Oklahoma State fans, you know, if you watch, if we're watching the game at home, the stadium sort of emptied out late in the third, early in the fourth, and there was no one there because I think everyone thought the game was in the bag. And then Central Michigan starts creeping in a little bit, a little bit. And I'm sure there are a lot more panicked fans like my friends when they're like, please do not let this be another close game. Please do not let them come back into it. They didn't. Pokes hold on. So Derek Mason's first game as a defensive coordinator. He says that they're still learning about their identity. And someone asked him what letter grade he would give his defense. And I really appreciate his honest answer. Take a listen. It's a C. You know, it's passing. Uh, uh, it's not. It's not nowhere near. Um, you know what this group is capable of. But a lot of a lot of young guys saw significant playing time tonight, and I think like that's the important thing. You know, if if you can you know get a win with guys playing and you know making some mistakes and understanding you know like how those how those mistakes impact the bigger picture, well then we all get better. Defense obviously has a lot of room for improvement this week. They're going to be challenged by an aggressive Arizona State offense. We're going to get into that a little bit more a little bit later on in the show. But first, we had the player of the game. We had the feel-good moment of the game. And now I saw this gem, the quote of the game, by Central Michigan's Jim McElwain in regards to Bullet and the Spirit Rider. Now, if you've never been to an Oklahoma State game, every time a touchdown is scored... Spirit Rider rides out on Bullet. There's a, the announcer says, here comes Bullet. And they ride across the field out to about the 25, 30 yard line back through the end zone every touchdown. So, you know, are you going to see a lot of Bullet? Or are you going to see a little bit of Bullet? You know, this game was a lot of Bullet. So Central Michigan head coach Jim McElwain said after the game, when OSU scored 30 in a row, I probably was more worried about that damn horse cramping up and running around the end zone there. That's just, I I saw that and I was cracking up. That is gold. Jim McElwain. Love you honoring Spirit Rider and Bullet. Coming up after this quick break, we're going to look about what happened in the Big 12 this weekend. And then, of course, later on in the show, we will get into this weekend's matchup with Arizona State. Be right back. Welcome back to the Believe in OK State podcast. I am your host, Megan Robinson, and we're going to get into some of the happenings around the Big 12 this weekend. Not too many surprises. Most teams were victorious. OU up two spots 
to number seven, Baylor up one to nine and OSU up one to 11 in the AP polls. So still a tight race there. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how things shake out as the season progresses and as we get into conference play. And when teams start playing some more, you know, tougher opponents to see how that race at the top shakes out and to see if there's any dark horses that, that might appear. As I mentioned earlier, Spencer Sanders was named the offensive player of the week. He absolutely balled out against Central Michigan. And this might be a little bit more of a surprise because normally when you think Kansas, you don't think football, you think more basketball. But Lonnie Phelps Jr. from Kansas was named the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week. He's a redshirt junior and making his Jayhawks debut. And he led the team in tackles this week with seven, four for a loss and three sacks. Kansas actually had a dominating win over Tennessee Tech, and they have an intriguing matchup with West Virginia this week. West Virginia was the only team in the Big 12 this past week to lose, so they're looking for a bounce-back win. And I think that Kansas, even though their win over Tennessee Tech was convincing, they're looking to prove that that win wasn't a fluke and that they are back. They just I'm pretty sure they just signed their coach to a bit of a contract extension. People are very excited about him up in Lawrence. So maybe this is the resurgence of Kansas football. As I mentioned, West Virginia, the only Big 12 team to lose in the return of the backyard brawl. So I'm sure lots of college football fans were super excited about that series coming back. And I'm sure a lot of West Virginia fans were upset with some of their coach's decisions late in the game. He decided to punt on fourth and one from the pit 48 with 617 left. And they're up seven. You can go for that. Be aggressive. You know, what do you have to lose at that point? Just go for it. Go for the win. And can run out the game if you get that first down. Instead, they punted it away. And then later in the game, people were probably questioning his clock management on their final drive. Why didn't he use a timeout? JT Daniels was sacked. They could have ran two plays instead of one. Instead, they waste 36 seconds to get one final playoff and ended up losing that game. So I'm really intrigued by that matchup with Kansas and West Virginia this weekend to see, you know, is West Virginia, was that just a bad game against Pitt? Is Kansas for real? Lots of questions of that. Excited to see that. Other interesting Big 12 matchups this week, Texas hosting Alabama. Steve Sarkeesian is facing his former boss in Nick Saban, and college game day will be in Austin, which adds to the hype. Anytime game day is at your school, the stakes get a little bit higher. Sark doesn't think that this game will define the program. Sir, I respectfully disagree. This game will 100% define your program. You're entering the SEC in just a couple years, and you're playing Alabama, who has dominated the SEC for years. Of course, this game is going to define the program. This game, you need to win this game. If if I'm a Texas fan, you need to win this game. Because if you don't win this game, the SEC, well, the SEC chants are going to happen anyway. But this game matters so much because if you're entering the SEC and you're going to play Alabama every year, every couple of years, depending on the rotation, like... This is proving that Texas is making the right decision going into the SEC. Texas has kind of been the joke of college football in recent years. And losing this game, I think it's only going to make them more the butt of the joke for a lot of SEC jokes. So I absolutely think that this game will define the program. Two more matchups that I am very intrigued by this week in the Big 12, Houston at Texas Tech and Baylor at BYU. Houston came off a very close win last week, and they're currently ranked 25 in the AAP polls. Very close game there. I And you know, Houston and Baylor are joining the Big 12 in a couple of years. So I think this is a good test for all teams. I know there's a little bit, you know, 
are these teams good enough to be in the big 12? Which teams do we pick for this realignment? So I think this will be a really good little future big 12 preview and Baylor at BYU. I am stoked for this game. It is one of only two top 25 matchups all weekend. I think Baylor, obviously they're a great team. They're reigning big 12 champs and BYU has kind of been riding that independent wave for a little while. So they only have a couple of years left as an independent school. And I'm super excited. Anytime there's a top 25 matchup, I get excited because you know, it's going to be some good football. And I think it's going to be a really good look at what the future of the big 12 could hold. That's what's going on in the big 12. Not too much craziness going on quite yet still early. It's only week two. And then we're going to take a quick break or I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we are going to get into it. This week's matchup with Arizona state, the moment you've all been waiting for. Be right back. Welcome back to the Believe in OK State podcast. I am your host, Megan Robinson, and we are about to break down this week's matchup with Arizona state. I'll be there this Saturday. I am so excited for this week and just to feel the energy in Boom Pickens Stadium. Hopefully the crowd gives us a great home field advantage. Gundy said in his media conference, his media availability this week, that he truly believes the student section and the paddle people are the reason why we had a safety last week in Central Michigan. So bring the noise, bring the energy. We need you, student section. This is the fourth time in history that these teams will face each other. Oklahoma State is one and two in that series. And the last time they played each other was in September 1993. So it's been almost 30 years since they last met and OSU lost that game 12 to 10. Gundy has never faced Arizona State, but he's 10 and three against current members of the Pac-12. So the odds are in our favor with that statistic right there. A couple other things on the line the not very high stakes line, but a couple of things that could happen with a win for Oklahoma state, they would extend their home winning streak to 10 games and their non-conference home winning streak to 11. Also Spencer Sanders is looking to extend his number of passes without an interception. His last pick was in the big 12 championship and he's thrown 108 passes since without an interception. So fingers crossed, I did not just jinx things by saying that, but you know, just a couple streaks that could be extended this weekend by the Pokes. Quick look at Arizona State. They're also 1-0 right now. They're currently unranked, but they're coming off a 40-3 to victory over Northern Arizona. Their quarterback transfer, Emery Jones, he transferred from Florida. He had a great Sun Devils debut. He threw for 152 yards and rushed for two touchdowns. They have another transfer running back, or another transfer student on the offense, I should say, running back X Valaday. He rushed for 116 yards and two touchdowns versus Northern Arizona. Arizona State had 267 rush yards. They have the ability to chew the clock if they get going on the ground. And that's something that makes me a little bit nervous. You know, our defense, Oklahoma State defense, gave up over 500 yards to Central Michigan last Thursday night in week one. So I think that they really need to slow the run game down, but also know that Emory Jones is going to be a threat. This is a very transfer heavy school. So they don't have all these, you know, that could be a factor too. Um, I just think the Arizona state, their run game, if they get it going, I think that gonna, is going to be problematic for Oklahoma state because their defense is young, but if we can slow the run, I have faith in the defensive line that they can, you know, stop the run. 
I think, you know, we had an extra a couple days to prepare. We played on Thursday, the game's not until Saturday. So there was a longer week, which just gives you extra time to review tape on both teams, extra time to scheme, game plan. So I think that that does work in our favor. And Oklahoma State also played a fast tempo against Central Michigan. So it could be hard for Arizona State to keep up with pace. I think this is going to be a very high scoring, very fast paced game. I'm excited for it. Uh, again, I think if the keys to the game are, again, another big game by Spencer Sanders, I think that Oklahoma State playing at a tempo, but also knowing when to slow it down. I think that we should have slowed it down a little bit sooner against Arizona State. We threw the ball a lot. You want to run the ball, kill the clock. So I'd like to see Oklahoma State's run game get a little bit more involved in the offense this week. And I'd like to see our defense step up and stuff the run, get to the quarterback, slow down the Arizona State offense. Cowboys are the 11 point favorites in this game. And the over under is 57 five. For those of you interested in the betting info, there you have it again. Cowboys are favored in this game, with the over under and 57 and a half. Some fun little game day facts for you. It is stripe the stadium. So be sure to check your ticket and see what color your section is wearing. I think they're kind of doing like rings around the stadium, not like stripes up. So it's kind of like colored rings, which I think could be different. I I don't think I've seen that before in college football. So get your ticket ready. I'll tell you what color to wear right now. If you are in the 100 club or suite level, wear your OSU America's brightest orange. If you are in the 200 level, wear your white and the 300 level, wear your black. Check your tickets, 100 club sweet orange, 200 white, 300 black. Blackout last year looks sick, so I'm really excited for the fans to get involved and do this again this year and see how the stadium looks. I cannot wait to see how that looks this weekend. Also, there'll be a few things honored. We're going to be honoring the 20, the 2002 team. It'll be their 20-year reunion, so they'll be recognized at the game. And they're also recognizing and honoring former running back Terry Miller, for his induction this year into the 2022 class of the college football hall of fame. He is a two-time all American and he finished second in the Heisman voting in 1977. He is the only player in OSU history to finish career with three 1000 rushing yard seasons, which actually surprised me to hear because when you think about some of the running backs to come through Stillwater, the fact that he's the only one to have three career th- three thousand yard rushing seasons is pretty impressive. He is ranked number two at Oklahoma State in career rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So he's number two in the OSU record books. And his number 43 is only one of four Oklahoma State jersey numbers to no longer be in use at the school. So there's a little background on Terry Miller, who will be honored at Saturday night's game. And now it is time for my favorite segment, Picks with Bix. Picking this week's game, Arizona State versus Oklahoma State. And who's Bixie going to go with this week? Bix is taking the upset. He is taking the Sun Devils over the pokes. And yes, he did eat both treats, but he picked the Sun Devils first. So that's who we're going with for his picks. I am going to go against him. I think OSU is going to win this game. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I think it might be a high scoring game, especially the way that both offenses of both teams played last week. You know, they both scored Arizona state scored 40 points. We scored over 50. I think it was 58 was the final score. Uh, So I think it could be a very high scoring game. I did not get the score right last week, not even close, but I'm going to say this game is going to be a shootout. 
I, I will go with Oklahoma State air over Arizona State, and I'm going to say 48 to 42 as the final score. So we'll we'll check in next week and see if I was even remotely close. So yeah, there you have it. That's my review for Arizona State. Before I go, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of the Oklahoma State Cowboys now up in the NFL playing this weekend, but especially the rookies making their debut. Congrats, guys. So excited. Go out there, savor every moment and enjoy the game. And that's all I have for this week. Thank you to my loyal and true listeners for listening. So excited for this week's matchup with Arizona State. That's all I have. So of course, go Pokes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.